Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the PIN 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Well, here we go for another Sports Lounge Live. What show number is this, Chris? Oh, wait a minute. And it's uh, December 29th of 2020, our, the last year, show of the year. And the last show of the uh, year, I think we all want to get out of here. But, uh, I, would, you know, I would definitely yeah. agree. <laughs> yes. And uh, so, anyway, we'll, uh, tonight we'll be covering the usual uh, subjects. By the way, I was told uh, earlier, my friend Rick, who's on the, on the panel here for the football segment, told me that I laugh like a stork. He said that my laugh is like the uh, stork laugh on that commercial we just heard. I don't know. I don't usually listen to myself laugh, so I don't, you know, you just sort of do it. But I, I didn't know I laughed like a stork. But I, I don't deliver babies, I know that, but I guess I laugh like a stork. Anyway, so uh, tonight we're going to, of course, go over the NFL uh, and uh, try to go over that schedule with you. There's been a bunch of time changes, but I think we've got it straight. Uh, we've got the NFL stuff, we've got the uh, college football, uh, we've got uh, college basketball, NBA, uh, baseball, and then uh, we've got a, uh, let's see, I guess, uh, Robert, you got a little hockey for us, and then we've yep. got a couple of random uh, virus uh, reports to give on, on some prominent people who have it that you might not have heard about, because I only heard about it in our group. And uh, let me first give you the, the death list. And one of the things we're going to do is go around and let the, each panelist uh, say who they are, because sometimes, you know, you come on and you hear, well, who's, who's, all right, there's this one, this one, this one. He introduced all these people. Who is everybody? So when I get introduced, we figure we should kind of go around and let people uh, say hello for a few seconds and uh, just tell people what, the, what they want to tell them. So let me give you the death list that we have. We have Frankie the Surgeon, Randall, 59. He's a light, uh, what is a lightweight uh, champion, I guess? A uh, heck of a boxing career, and I'll have a lot of stuff to talk about when you get to that. Yeah, okay. So then we have, uh, hang on, uh, Ron, uh, no, I'm sorry, yeah, Frankie the Surgeon. Okay, then we have Ron Wig- Wigby, 75 years old. He was an ABA forward, and then an NFL punter for the Cowboys and, the, and Green Bay. Then Casey Jones, one of the prominent people this week, 88 years old, played for the University of San Francisco and the Celtics, coached the Celtics and involved in many NBA championships. Uh, and then uh, for uh, Lloyd Phillips, a defensive lineman, 75 years old, played for University of Arkansas and the Chicago Bears. And then Phil Necro, uh, mostly the, for the Braves, of course, the, the knuckleballer and a high, young, uh, high Hall of Famer. And then uh, Cy McLaren, 89 years old, Pittsburgh uh, Steelers end. And then he was was involved in uh, Bethune-Cookman Athletics for many years after that. So um, before I start, what's going on, Rick, our NFL expert today, Rick Swan? Hi. I hope everybody's having a nice holiday season. Um, I enjoy long walks on the beach and New York Giant (laughs) wins. (laughs) And they come about as often this time of year in this area. 
<laughs> yeah, nothing like a long walk on the beach when it's 25. There really is. Yeah. Okay, so Perry, what, what do you have to say today? Well, you wouldn't be walking on the beach here either. We, had, we we've probably got seven inches of snow on the ground. There's big ice chunks hitting my window every few minutes, falling off the building. and it, It's interesting, but when we get around to baseball, boy, for those of us who are Cub fans, oofta, not good. And I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that when we get there. Okay, Robert. Robert. Uh, yeah, well, uh, the weather's nice here, but Perry, we're supposed to join the snow club this weekend, so we'll see if it actually shows up. So, and uh, I agree with Rick and everybody else. Hope everybody had a good holiday season, and hope you enjoy our show. Sean. Sean. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just sitting here, got some Texas Colorado free game on right now. Uh, it's definitely it's not John McAvick, Bill McCartney, or Matt Brown and Gary Barnett. No Joel Clatt, no uh, Sean Slav, no Vince Young in this game. But hey, Texas Colorado, it's it, they're playing in the Alamo Bowl, so I got it's that game. It's, it's a game. It's, it's football. And it's football. Yep. It, it's a game. So anyway, well. I guess I'll go ahead and let you know a few things first. Well, I forgot to give the guys for the show the poll question, so they're going to be surprised, just like you are. But not really. I think I kind of Yeah, we kind of talked about it last week, but go ahead. kind of talked about it a little. Well, we're going to do predictions for 2021, sport, our sports predictions. That'll be later in the show. But anyway, uh, before we get going with this crazy week in the NFL and setting all the playoffs, I want to let y'all know you can email us anytime, sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. 773-572-7715 if you want to address all of us, or 800-693-0595, option number two. Uh, so also, don't forget, with all these cancellations and all the news and everything, check out 712-432-3642. Board 9 is the Sports Lounge Board. Board 13 is the Schedules Board. So, all right, I guess we ought to get into this crazy week of the NFL that was Week 16. Before, and before we get to Week 16, though, Chris, uh, did we cover last week or did that come out this week? <laughs> so much stuff coming out. We don't know what, when it comes out. Off the Did we cover that the NFL starting next season will go to a 17 game regular season schedule? Is that a totally official or did the players yes, have to sign uh, yes, off on it, that? No, it's yes, official. It okay, I hadn't heard okay. that it was official yet. Yep, I hadn't yeah, official. Heard that. Now, the thing about that, it's going to start the same week that it does, and there's going to be one by week, so they'll get down a week later, but it still doesn't get them to President's Day because it'd be the second um, you know, Sunday. And that the only time that ever works is the President's Day happens to be on the 15th. So uh, of uh, February, which uh, I think uh, might, well, no, it won't be next year either. So they've still got to do some work if they really want to get it on that holiday weekend. They haven't got it yet. But Well, uh, remember originally before the players bought, Chris, they wanted to go to an 18 game. Yeah, they right. will eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they will. And, yeah. and they're also going to cut remember, down the what this does, this cut, Yeah, this cuts a preseason game out. I mean, they basically, well, you know, you know, what's interesting. I, and, and see if, and this popped into my head, we've had some big injuries, you know, some guys go out for the year. I'm not hearing as many injuries as, as you know, nope. week in, week out. I don't think there's been, what do you but, think, Rick? Uh, I, I don't. I think there's been quite a few. A lot, a lot of you know soft tissue injuries. Yeah, which yeah. I think, which I think came from a lack of right, season. right. But not as many for whatever reason. There don't seem to. There have been some catastrophic ones, but it doesn't seem to be as bad. And uh, in other words, I don't think the preseason 
and there's certainly been injuries in preseason. We've seen them all the time. So, you know, I, I think I don't think we've had the quarterback injuries. I don't, mm. No, no. no. That's why it seems and that I, way. You know, of course, of course now with Jared Goff being injured, that's, that's yeah, probably going to play a role in the playoffs. I, well, I have heard that the 17th game getting back, it's going to be a team from the other conference that you'll play. Uh, that doesn't make sense. I don't know. The reason for the, the reason, and Rick and I have done the scheduling formula for years. What we said is they would probably give you another standing, you know, give you another game from, you've got your division that you already play from the other, you know, your, your own conference. You've got, of course, your divisional game. And it doesn't, I don't know how they're going to, unless they give you a designated rival. Yeah, that could be. That's the one thing they could do. And like the, you know, the, the Jets and the Giants, the Patriots and the Eagles, something like that, yeah. you know, that yeah. would play every year. They could do that. And that, and when then, they go to 18, when they when go that, to 18, yeah. I got to figure it out. When they go to 18, then what the, what I could, this is the way I do it. You do the one division, your, your six games from your division, the other four from a conference in your division, and then rotate every other year two divisions from the other conference. That would even, that would make it even. If they go to 18, but at 17, they have to do the designated rival probably is the only way that really makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I think they're going to do that, which is fine. I mean, you know, if you, if it, and it's kind of fun when you, when you do have a day, but I'm telling you, every time in the country, you know, we see it in baseball. Oh, the, the, the Red Sox are playing the Phillies this year, or the Braves and, next year. Well, they, they do that, and there is some history for both. But it's like there's some teams you say, why are they playing? You know, yeah. Arizona and San Diego, why is that? You know, and, and the preseason game, the preseason, yeah, the preseason game that'll probably be cut out is that one where they're all playing on Wednesday night and Thursday right before Labor Day weekend. So <laughs> right. they'll just probably have a long, a long yeah. break after yeah. the, that Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Because so anyway, nobody uh, watches. To get to the to get to the NFL uh, headlines that we do have, uh, you, you were just talking about uh, Perry Jared Goff is going to be out with a broken thumb, and, but they do think he could come back for a possible playoff. They game. do, yes. Yeah. And, and, and Perry, what do you know about your backup quarterback? I've never heard of him. Uh, I've never heard of him. John Wolford, I think his name is. Yeah, John yeah. Wolford. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The other story that FAN uh, broke is not a, is not too uh, surprising. Adam Gates uh, being, apparently being let out in within Jet circles we will not be coming back next year as the coach of the Jets. And uh, he, it doesn't. We don't know if he's going to coach this week here against Patriots or not. But you know that's uh, you know to be determined. But that was basically it's the Jets have not denied it, and they they had the story out there for three hours. So yeah, they're, probably, they're probably just a little bit miffed though that he. He uh, got them out of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Yeah. yeah. And by yeah. the way, uh, Ben Roethlisberger is not going to play on Sunday. No. no. And, and this and brings up... This brings up quite a few Chiefs, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's understandable, the Chiefs. This brings up a thing that people really hate to, to bank on with fantasy football, with betting, with anything. But now they're telling people about Roethlisberger right away, and that's fine. But some teams don't care if they're the, they've got the home game. They don't care if there's two of the three seed. We've seen this with Belichick a million times. He doesn't really care. Plus, you can't say, oh, I don't want to play those guys in the first game because you don't know who you're playing, and we'll get to it later. But there's all kinds of teams that could be getting in in that, um, you know, sixth spot or whatever you'd be if you're three or seven if you're two. So they're basically, I think, seeding it to Buffalo, letting Buffalo have the two seed. But, of course, Miami's got more to play for than Buffalo, so we'll see how that actually goes for that. But uh, Buffalo has the tiebreaker. So yep. anyway. And the, the other story was Dwayne Haskins being released. Yep, it That's was. That's what I was about to get to. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, he cleared waivers today. So Yeah. yeah. So the Rams, as we were saying before the show, the Rams can have him if they want him, but I don't yeah. think they do. <laughs> well, they picked up Blake Bortles as their backup this week. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, Daniel Snyder settled his sexual harassment lawsuit uh, from 2009, the one that led to all the, uh, the where the you know, that came out back in the spring, and then you know the one owner kind of extorting him, trying to blackmail and all that. But he he came to a settlement. 
Well, apparently Daniel Snyder was the one that really, I hear the story, insisted that they take Haskins. He just really wanted yeah, Haskins. Yeah. Yes, that is did. correct. As most things happen with Daniel Snyder, it blew up on his face. So, anyway. And, and a lot of, case, in a lot of cases, Jerry Jones, too. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, after the Giants took Daniel Jones, if the Redskins were looking for a quarterback, then, then everybody would have taken Haskins. He was he, Jones and Haskins. That, that's correct. Top guys. Yeah. yeah, that is correct. Urban Meyer said, though, on TV, uh, it, very, you know, he said, he goes, the problem with him is, and he coached him, he said he was only a one-year starter. He was kind of a little head case even at Ohio State. So he kind of ripped him a little bit. Yeah. yeah, that was the knock against him at the draft that he only played one year. That, you know. yeah. And that's the other yeah. thing. Remember the first thing he did, like the first game he won, he was over. The team is all jumping around, celebrating. He's taking selfies with the fans. Remember that? Yeah. Two years yeah. ago yep. when they won yep. their first game? As, yep. as he was starter. So, no, he's, he's been, been been really a strange dude. And Meyer said that before this incident happened. And now he says he's apologizing and all this other stuff. Well, that's great. But he, the other day he blew off the media event. You know, you're supposed to, when you're the starting quarterback, you're, unless you're totally uh, injured. Chris, they, well, the, the football yeah. team put out a statement after the game, and apparently he did not blow off the media event. They told him that he could go home. They, yeah. they said Which they told me, him he could yeah. go home. Which makes me think when they benched him, he had some words for the coach or whatever. Oh, that that's right. that's yeah. what they probably told him go home, and that's what led to this. Okay, this is enough. We're releasing yeah. him. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I think uh, any other uh, news and notes to cover before we get the, started on the scoreboard? Nope. Well, but no, I, if you want to grab, if you want to grab Jamal, because I'm in my other window here, I will we will get you. started on the scores on Christmas Day. Saints 52, Vikings 33. Alvin Kamara could have scored six touchdowns, but well, they gave he Taysom score, Hill. He could have scored seven. He could have scored seven, but they gave Taysom Hill one of them. Yeah. And uh, that was the best, uh, according to Sean Payton, he called the best play that he had. <laughs> well, Ernie Nevers had scored six rushing touchdowns for the uh, Chicago Cardinals against the Chicago Bears in 1929. He tied that, and it's all Chicago. Then uh, Gail Stairs uh, scored six touchdowns in a game uh, against the 49ers, four rushing, one receiving, and one return. So those are the six touchdown scorers, and that was 12-12-65. So um, he's in, in good company, and that sets them up to still have a chance. We'll talk about all the permutations of the schedule and how it's going to work. They still have a chance at the number one seed if things break right for them. You wonder though if the Bears caught if the Bears caught maybe got a little bit of a bad deal because they have to play Green Bay and they're not resting anybody. No, <laughs> you know they're not. No, Green Bay uh, wants that number one seed. No they do. One. Buccaneers forty-seven, Lions seven. That game was over when it started. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, it was yes. over in the first quarter. Yeah, Brady threw four touchdown passes, and uh, you know, uh, but basically the the game was over. And of course, they had to. Take he didn't out even Matthew play Stafford. in the second half, Chris. He didn't even play no, in the no. second half, and uh, that was it. Tampa Bay is in the playoff first time since '07, and and was that who's the Giants beat in the first round? Uh, Rick, when yes. they were on on the way to the Super Bowl, yes, they, yeah. they beat them in Tampa Bay, right? Right, yeah. But that's the last time they were in the playoffs. I wonder when the last time they won. I hope that for next week we can find out for these teams when the last time they won a playoff game because some of them it's been a long time. Yes, One of the interesting yes. things is, you know, up here up here in the Boston area, the, <laughs> all the sports shows all year have been comparing, you know, who's after Brady left, who's, you know, Bucks going to be doing well with Brady or the Patriots going to do well without him. Well, <laughs> Brady threw four touchdown passes in the first half uh, Saturday. Newton's thrown five touchdown passes all year. Yeah, that's about it. Well, Scott pretty, Zolak pretty got his wish last night in the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> well, the Cardinals' uh, playoff hit, uh, their chances took a hit because the 49ers beat them 20-12 to 
And, you know, we keep saying that the 49ers have two backups, and I think we saw that again. C.J. Beathard, did, he didn't do anything flashy, but he didn't lose the game for him. Well, the 49ers are getting so used to playing in Arizona that it's about time that they won one of those games there. <laughs> they're playing there, and they're going to play there again uh, this week, I think. That's yes, right. they are. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the 49ers have their act together. They're ready for next year already. Uh, they, you know, they know they were injured. They know they were banged up. They know that everybody's got a mulligan here. And they're just relaxed, and, uh, you know, they've still got, got a little talent, but uh, they'll be back at full force next well, year. They, they have a lot Somebody, of they were cap. saying on the Cardinals broadcast, though, that, that the 49ers are considering uh, cutting Garoppolo for salary cap implications. Yeah, I was just going to say yeah, they, have a lot, yeah. they have a lot of salary cap issues. And remember, next year the salary cap drops by $23 million. This year it's $198 million. Next year it goes down to $175. Oh, so a lot, Baropo could come back here. A, yep. a, a lot of teams are going to be getting rid of lots of salaries. Although uh, Bill wants, wants us to take his quarterback off, off you know, the back up off our hands. <laughs> he does welcome. that every week. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure uh, Robert is going to want to talk about this game. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins 26, Raiders 25. They came, the Raiders uh, came down. They were The Dolphins were basically going to let them score a touchdown. The Raiders chose not to. They kicked a field goal with about 19 seconds to go. Yeah, then, it was a good, yeah. Then Ryan, exactly Patrick, mm-hmm. then Ryan Fitzpatrick throws a pass, completes it, and they grab his face mask, and that they add 15 yards onto that, and then the Dolphins kick the game-winning field goal. Yeah. Um, no. Um, look, uh, Miami might have wound up winning this game anyway, but uh, it really it really ticked me off when it was third down. When they were third down from the one yard line, and they, Miami was going to let you score the touchdown, and Carr gives the ball to Jacobs, and he just falls down, doesn't even try to get in the end zone. Uh, had they scored a touchdown, it would have been twenty nine to uh, twenty three, and Miami would have had to score a touchdown. Of course, uh, kick the extra point to win it. And Daniel Carlson, who had not missed very much all year. Missed an extra point Saturday night, and well, if they had, you know, if they had stopped at twenty three twenty two, I would have won some money. So it yeah. cost me a little bit, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> no, no. Um, and for all Raiders fans out there, two numbers to remember: seven and seventy. That's what we have left. So true. you can. Uh, I'm sick of Raider fans oh, because I look. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what he knows. Yeah. Uh, he's got seven years left and seventy million dollars. And I, I was. Uh, I listened to the uh, station out of Vegas now that now that I found out what it is, and I'm sick of Raiders fans calling up and saying, well, you have to get rid of Gruden. Uh, these are people that are unfamiliar with the history of the Raiders. John, Ru- John Gruden is not going anywhere until 2027. So, yeah. Mark, Remember, Mark Davis, the Davis family, they're not billionaires like the other owners. They're, they're, a millionaire, what is it? they're millionaires in the land of billionaires. Exactly. Right. Correct. Uh, th- them and the Spanos are the two poorest owners in the league. So. Yeah. Well, you know, Gase, under the, under the oh, radar, God. Derek Carr has had a great season. Yes, yes he has. Yes, yes. I was amazed that he was even playing after seeing the injury the week before. Uh, I, I thought they should have started Mariota, Rick, because yeah, uh, Carr, yes, he played well, but you could tell he couldn't move. Yeah. He, was like, he was like a statue, and Derek Carr is normally not a statue. Right, they would right. Have, they would have been better off letting Mariota play. Maybe and, he was uh, good the week before. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Well, Adam Gase did. Um, he get a, he did get a second win. The Jets game winning beat, streak. Yeah, the yep. Jets did beat the Browns twenty three to sixteen, and uh, 
You know, no the wide receivers had, for the Browns. They didn't right, know they, they had no wide before. receivers because they were all on the Mayfield fumbled, fumbled three times. Yes, so. and now, now the the Browns um, play the Steelers this week, and they really need to win that game. They do. They do. So, yeah, we'll be talking about all those games. And the thing is uh, that now this gives Trevor Lawrence, uh, assuming Jacksonville wants to take him, they're going to have the first pick now for sure, no matter what, after yes. Sunday. So they mm-hmm. will uh, have a chance to take Trevor Lawrence. And it sounds and like the Jets Browns will get the two pick. I heard the Browns receivers. I heard today that the reason they they came in close contact with somebody, all of them were in a hot tub with a linebacker. They come in close contact with somebody. Yeah, uh-huh. you don't. Isn't there a saying in football? Never hang around. I know about kickers, but I thought they don't hang around with linebackers either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Chiefs seventeen, Falcons fourteen. The Falcons found yet another way to lose. That just uh, young way cool. Missed his field. He, another There's another one who's had a great season as a young yeah. way cool. Anybody missed that? One? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any any way they can lose. So uh, yeah, they they're now four and eleven. I and that wraps that, up. And that wraps up the number one seed for the Chiefs. Yep. Yes, it did, and I think they're they're still going to bring um, Raheem Morris back. I think he's gotten the team playing a lot harder than they were before. Uh, Arthur Blank doesn't like to fire anybody either, so I think he's probably uh, got a rapport with with Morris. So I think he'll be back, and uh, they'll try to retool for next year. Steelers twenty eight, Colts twenty four. Bill, how about that one? <laughs> uh, well, all I can tell you is a tale of two halves, and. The Colts played the wrong half to play well, and they got exactly what they deserved. Their defense, well, the offense was really screwed up the second half. Phillip Rivers was throwing interceptions, and they abandoned their run game, and the defense did not make the crucial stops. And there yeah, you go. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think they also said that Roethlisberger and the Steelers went to a hurry-up offense. And that really got them into rhythm. And he does need the week off, I think, though, because, you know, you, you figure he's, he just he really hasn't been the same, I don't think, since that Dallas game. They had that one good game against Cincinnati. But certainly since the virus, since all the virus stuff and the postponement on Thanksgiving, he hasn't been the same. And so the, the hurry-up got him going. I've seen that happen with the Patriots, too, with Brady and Bledsoe at various times. That can do it. It's just a two-minute kind of drill gets, gets the team moving. So it did with for them, but it's put the Colts in a, in a precarious position now. We'll, we'll be talking about that later. Yeah, that's Bears. Oh, go ahead, Bill. No, I was just going to say, but don't look for a lot of fireworks from Pittsburgh in the postseason. I don't think. No. <laughs> no, I don't no. think so. Bears 41, Jaguars 17, and that game was they, – they hung in there for a while, the Jaguars yeah. did, but not very long. Yeah, and Trubisky yeah. threw two and ran one in. So, yes, he uh, did. You know, he, he played well. If he doesn't, uh, and, and I guess uh, he uh, is a free agent at the end of the year, and he'll be yes. on some people's lists. I think the Patriots will think about him. You know, assuming because what they're saying is there's quite a drop off after Lawrence for quarterbacks this year. So if you get Lawrence, that's fine. After that, you know, it's, it's some either you get a new uh, college guy, or maybe you, you do both. You bring in one of these guys like Trubisky or Garoppolo if he's available, or something like that, and, or uh, uh, Dalton if he's available. I don't know how, what, how that all shakes out. But my point is, you know, you you don't have every year for the last three or four. Four years you've had three or four wide you can't get uh this guy you can get that guy it's not that way this time you know so uh, uh it looks like trubisky's gonna find a home and get some money out of the deal uh, a cam newton type at least one year contract to see what he can do somewhere ravens 27 and the giants 13 how about that one rick yeah how about that one <laughs> <laughs> how about that uh, i was 
very disappointed in the defense. The defense has played well all year. They didn't they didn't play well in this game. And they actually should have been a lot more. They Baltimore fumbled on the one yard line going in at the end of the game. It should have been thirty four to thirteen. Yeah. I don't know. Daniel Jones doesn't. I, I think his legs still bother him. He's, he's throwing the ball all right, but he doesn't have the mobility. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, he still doesn't look healthy, does he, Rick? No, no. But we're still in the running for the division. Yes, that's right. Still have a chance. Got <laughs> to beat the Cowboys on Sunday. That's right. Yep. Bengals 37, Texans 31, Sean. Back and forth mm. game, oh. but you didn't, it didn't end the way you would like. No, and the Bengals got another win. It's like, man, whew, how did they do this? And let's just say... If there, J.J. Watt, after the game, there's a rant out there. He went off and basically saying, you know, our fans, they root for this team. We don't deserve to be rooted for the way we're playing. It's not just a coaching excuse. It's, you know, we're pathetic. I mean, he, he went off. And they, now, the, know, now the, offense, the, offense, the offense played pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he especially went off on the defense, though. But, but they, they made well, me up. Brendan Allen look like Dan Marino. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately for Houston fans, uh, they don't have their first-round draft pick. Oh, Miami uh, has it. Because no. that goes to Miami, and uh, according to what I've heard, my, that that means my uh, after the after well, the Jaguars pick one and the Jets pick two, and Miami picks third. Because yeah, of what right you, now. Yeah. Yeah. So there you and go. If Eric Bieniemy gets that job, if he's the guy they want, then yeah, he's going to be walking into something and whoever the new GM is. Yep. Yep. Panthers 20, the Washington football team 13. Dwayne Haskins, as we said earlier, was benched. Taylor Heineke finished up, and uh, Washington now, they had, their, they had their own destiny in on their own hands, but now they you know they can well, win. They still do. Still, they they still still do, do. But yeah. now it's not going to be quite as easy as it would have been. Well, they, yeah. you know, they, their game will be the Sunday night game, and they're going to know who it is. It's going to be the Giants or the Cowboys. The winner of that game will still be in contention. The loser will not. And they'll know that uh, if they don't win, that team will win. The Cowboys or Giants yeah. will win the division. So it's right in front of them. They have to beat the Eagles, and uh, that's all there is to it. And they are saying they think uh, that Alex Smith will be playing. So That's what I hear. But if, yeah. if not, it will be Taylor Heineke. Yeah, that is correct. Right. Well, so everybody go out and buy a case of Heineke for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> by, by the way, though, it just on a, on a weird note, we, every once in a while we like to give you a weird note. Corona beer said their beer sales have not been hurt yeah. at all. Yeah, no, the virus. So, going up. Good, for, good for them because now that, you it, know, they did. It, that is the beer to drink at a virus party. If you're going <laughs> to yeah. go have one, that's what you drink. That's right. Chargers 19, Broncos 16. Uh, nobody probably was watching that game, but. No. It was a close game. Uh, Justin Herbert broke the rookie record for touchdowns by a quarterback, and yeah. uh, the Chargers have definitely found their quarterback. That's, yeah. that's all I can say. Yeah, he's had 28 yeah, touchdowns, yeah. most of a rookie. And he missed the first couple of games. Remember, he didn't He didn't start. Just the, so just the first game. game. Yeah, oh, just, just the first, first game. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's, when, yeah. <laughs> that's when the guy – Hey, I'm going to collapse Before, before, before the second game was when he did yeah. the shot. Let me, yeah. let me collapse the backup lungs of the Taylor's lungs so we can get a good quarterback in Yeah. Well, the Seahawks – 20 Rams, 9, and the Rams now, boy, they better win this week. And, and Jared Goff, as we said earlier, is injured. He will not play. <clears throat> John Wolford will. Yep. He, he better be good because if he if they lose, they're out. Uh, Perry, well, do, you, do you think as a Rams fan that you're going to have to look for a quarterback? Because it looks like Jared Goff is not the same player that he was a year or two ago. That's a good question. And I know Sean McVay has been a little dis 
enchanted with him at times, but I don't know. I don't know if they want to, you know, get a whole new quarterback, but I have heard that this year that McVay has been not impressed with ball possession. You know, he's got to learn not to turn the ball over. So no, actually the Rams would not be out if they lose, if they lose, they go to nine and seven. And if the bears or Arizona loses, they'd still get in. I mean, yeah, they, they would. Uh, well, Arizona can't. Arizona, Arizona, Arizona yeah, can't lose if they're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would beat Arizona. Arizona. The Bears have to win. Oh yeah, Arizona would have won, but the Bears they would, they would yeah. be up to the Bears. Right. They get out. They're out if there's a three-way tie. Right. So that's yeah. nine and seven record. So the Brams could lose and still get in if the Bears lose. Yeah. Yeah. Which they could to Green Bay. Yes, they could. Right. Cowboys 37, Eagles 17. Well, the defense didn't show up for the Eagles in this game because Jalen Hurts, I mean, he still, he wasn't great, but he still wasn't too bad. They had a 14 to 3 lead, and, you know, they looked good, and all of a sudden they they just stopped moving the ball, and the Cowboys started moving the ball. Andy Dalton had a great game. Uh, Yeah, he's going to make some money next year. Three touchdowns and 377 yards. So, you know, again, one of these uh, rotating quarterbacks that's going to be floating around. Cam Newton. Well, and depending on what happened, Happens with Dak. I mean, he Dallas may want him back. Yeah, they haven't signed him yet. <laughs> no, that's right. But but Cam Newton's stock is a lot lower than a lot of these other it guys com- coming yes, into is. the uh, off season. Yeah. I know we know Scott Zolak probably would not sign Cam Newton. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Packers forty, Titans fourteen. That game was over pretty quick too. But I think weather I think weather played a factor in that game because the Titans did not seem to like the snow very well. No, no. No. And it was nice to see AJ Dillon doing well for the Packers from BC. That was cool. He was he he was pretty big part of their offense uh, the other night. He definitely was. And I did win some money off this game. That's good, Sean. (laughs) We always like that. Um, well, here you go, Chris. Yeah. Bills 38, Patriots 9. Well, it was an embarrassment on national television. We've had a few of those. Uh, not, you know, it was the next worst game they played to the uh, 49ers game that luckily not a whole lot of the country saw. But, you know, they, they were in it for a while, 10 to 9, you know, and uh, whatever. And that was the end of it. And uh, Josh uh, Allen is uh, putting up great numbers again. And we've been talking about Rodgers and Allen and um, and uh, Mahomes for the MVP. So we'll see when when it comes down to the end. I, I would probably give it to Allen because he's, their team's the most improved. And, uh, you know, uh, Rodgers, you expect him to do what he does in Mahomes, too. So I'd give it to Allen. First losing season for New England in 20 years. Huh? Yep, in 2000. Yep. Yeah, yeah and there was, it was funny. They were talking on sports radio here today that uh, how it, you know, it always was, especially with division opponents, they would come into – you know, Foxborough and, and just be afraid to play the Patriots and afraid of Belichick. And it just showed last night the Buffalo went for it three times on fourth down, once with a punt, you know, a fake punt. And just, they, they showed no fear at all anymore about the nope. Patriots. No. Nope. No. Well, but you're, you're, if your team has no offense, you know, you can kind of, you know, you don't have to yeah. worry about that side of the ball. And, and uh, the Patriots, they're just banged up too. And it's just Edelman's not there, defensive uh, injuries. And it's just uh, playing up. And remember, you had eight players opt out before the season even right. started. Right. So yeah. That's right. Well, there, okay. there we the go. Scoreboard. Those are the scores. And okay. we are, let me look at the clock here. Or I we, should do the break, right? Let's go ahead and do the break, and then we'll come back and we'll standings get to the schedule. standings and stuff. Yep. <laughs> Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets, and they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. 
Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ed Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We are have a nice laugh, though. I mean, I'll, I'll give him that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are ready, Chris, for the standings. All right, the standings, and then we'll run down the ramifications. Uh, I, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll give you the standings, and then we'll we'll talk about the games. So we'll do it we'll, between the two. We'll get we'll try to cover everything because, as usual, for the last week, there's a lot of possibilities. So we'll just run the teams to record down. And, and if anybody else wants to talk, Chris, remember they can always raise their hand. Star nine on your phone and um, star six. Or you can call in on the computer. Yes. 646-876-9923, and hit pound twice, and you're in. In like Flynn. In like Flynn, as old Jeff would say. All right. Buffalo is leading, has won already the AFC East at 12-3. and Miami, 10-5. and Patriots, 6-9. and The Jets at 2-13. and AFC North, Pittsburgh won that division at 12-3. and Baltimore ten and five, Cleveland ten and five, Cincinnati four ten and one. AFC exactly the same record as the Eagles, by the way. Hmm. AFC South Tennessee ten and five, Indianapolis ten and five. The Titans have the inside track on the division. Houston four and eleven, Jacksonville one and fourteen. AFC West Kansas City fourteen and one. They've they've tied up the best record in the AFC. Las Vegas seven and eight now out of the playoffs. Chargers six and nine, Denver five and ten. Hmm. NFC East Washington at the leading at six and nine. Dallas six and nine, uh, but they beat Washington twice. Washington beat them twice. Giants are five and ten. They still have a chance, as we said. Philadelphia is out four ten and one. NFC North Green Bay has won their division at twelve and three. Chicago eight and seven. Minnesota is out six and nine. Detroit five and ten. NFC South New Orleans eleven and four. They've won their division. Tampa Bay ten and five. Um, Carolina five and ten. Atlanta four and eleven. NFC West Seattle is eleven and four. The Rams are nine and six. So Seattle won that division. Arizona eight and seven. San Francisco six and nine. So in the AFC right now, the way it lines up is Kansas City's got the number one seed for sure. Buffalo has the number two right now, Pittsburgh number three, but Pittsburgh's already said they're not playing Roethlisberger, so they don't really care if they get the two or not, so probably Buffalo will get that. Pittsburgh number three, but Miami needs the game, as we'll see. Tennessee right now would be the number four team, but remember, the Colts could get that number four if they win and Tennessee loses, so we'll see about that. Then the teams that are all tied at 10-5, and five, 
five, six, seven, and eight right now. Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Indiana, Indianapolis. And at the moment, and the theory is because the, the what was our theory as to why the Colts would be out right now if everybody won their games and all went to eleven and five? Because they lost. Right. They lost to the ten and five teams. Except yeah, they Miami, lost. You know, right. they lost they to lost the most ten and five. Miami. Except Miami, Miami, Miami yeah. they didn't play Miami, but they lost to Cleveland and yeah. um, and, and Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. So anyway, so that's but that can all change. And remember, we're just saying if everybody wins, you know, if somebody loses, let's say uh, the Colts win and then the Browns lose or the Ravens lose or something, the Colts get in that way. So, you know, NFC, we have Green Bay at the number one spot. They have not clinched the number one spot yet because New Orleans is number two and Seattle is number three. And as I understand it, if there's a three-way, if the Packers lose and New Orleans and Seattle win, then New Orleans would go. And is there a way that Seattle can get the number one? Uh, I, I no, thought it was I a think, three-way tie think- Seattle one. Oh, no, uh, my understanding from watching the game on TV on Sunday, Rick, uh, the way that Joe Buck and them explained it, if there's a three-way tie, New Orleans would be number one, uh, Seattle would be number two, and Green Bay would so, three. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Seattle doesn't seem to have a way to get to be number one. Yeah, that's no. what I don't understand because I thought I heard they did have a way, but no. Okay, all right. Well, so ba- basically, well, for the for the Packers, when and you're in. When, yeah. Well, they're in. They're already in. Right, and all but when did you get, when yeah. you get when the number your, one? In the number yeah. one spot. Yeah. And that's important. Remember, there's only one bye this year. So yeah. Green Bay is uh, right now one. New Orleans two. Seattle three. Well, that's the way I'm putting them. Maybe it's Seattle two and New Orleans three for all I know. We don't Washington, know. Right now, Washington will be the number four seed. Then we go to Tampa Bay, who's in. And they're going to stay at five no matter what happens because they're already at 10 and five. And these other teams are, are behind at eight and seven. And then we have the Rams at nine and six. Chicago at eight and seven, Arizona at eight and seven, and so what we were just saying, we kind of talked about it that the Rams, um, you know, could lose and get in. That's up to the Bears. If they, if they, if the Bears win, they get in. If uh, Arizona wins and the Bears win, they don't get in, but they would have beaten the Rams. So I guess they'd get. I guess if Arizona and the Bears win, they get in. That's basically how it yeah, works, right? That's what I hear. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so we will read you the schedule now, and this we went over. Sean uh, did some research on it. I did too. So, if there's any changes, but I think we've got everything straight. Uh, and w- apparently, no networks have been flipped. So, what they they may show games on the corners of screens or something like that. Like, for example, in Chicago, they would be interested in what the Rams are doing and and, and so forth. So, and uh, well, they'll encourage people, like I said, that directly on the Sunday ticket. On your on your PS5 or DirectU or all those that have it on week 17, it's always free. Right. So, so there's that, but that yeah. you know if you if, and of course you have the red zone too. So get a couple yeah, TVs yeah. and put the red zone on and do the best you can. Okay. So the one o'clock games, Miami at Buffalo. I, so we've kind of run down the scenarios. We we know uh, Buffalo wins, they get the number two. So we we pretty much done the scenarios. We'll just run the schedule down and they put the games together pretty well. So the one o'clock Miami at Buffalo on CBS. The Jets are at the Patriots on CBS. That's meaningless. Pittsburgh at Cleveland on CBS. Again, you know, Steelers without Roethlisberger. Cleveland uh, needs to win. Baltimore and Cincinnati. Baltimore needs to win. Again, o'clock, 1 o'clock CBS. Dallas and the Giants. So the winner of this game is the one that Washington, if they lose, would lose the division to. If the Giants win, they win the division. If Washington loses, if the Cowboys win, they win the division. So this is important. It's an elimination game for the Giants and Cowboys. There's no way they can win the division if they lose. So they have to win. Both of them need this game. Uh, then we have, that's on Fox. Minnesota and Detroit, meaningless game, 1 o'clock on Fox. Atlanta and Tampa Bay, uh, we already know Tampa Bay is locked in at 1 o'clock on Fox. Probably Brady won't even play. In the 4 o'clock, 425 games. And they're all 425, and both networks have doubleheaders. Green Bay at Chicago, 425 on Fox. Jacksonville at Indianapolis, 425 on CBS. 
The Chargers at Kansas City, 425 on CBS. That game doesn't mean anything. Um, New Orleans at Carolina, 425 on Fox. Again, New Orleans needs that win to try to get the number one. Tennessee at Houston, 425 on CBS. Again, uh, obviously, Tennessee would like to, if they win, they get the division. Uh, Las Vegas at Denver doesn't mean anything, 425 on CBS. Arizona and the Rams, we just talked about that, 425 on Fox. Seattle at San Francisco, 425 on Fox means something to the Seahawks if they can win and uh, maybe have the right things happen. And then the, the Sunday night game, Washington at Philadelphia, 820 on NBC. So that's your schedule. And there is no Monday night game. Remember Correct. that. We never and do we no have a Monday Saturday night game. Or Thursday games or anything. Correct. Everything's Sunday. Yep. Okay. All right. any, any NFL calls? We don't have any hands right now, so. All right. Okay. okay. Uh, Jamal is, if Jamal's listening, he's probably somewhere in, in like the bowels of Chicago. Well, Jamal is, Jamal is here. He just had, doesn't have his hand up. Yeah. Well, he's that's probably okay. a place where he can't, he will comment later when he's in a place. He, where he will. Can he will yeah. get back to us. Okay. So on to college football. So, um, the, uh, I guess you guys, we, I guess we can run down some of these cancellations. South Carolina went out of the Gasparilla Bowl, and apparently the Mike Bobo told his team, he's the coach there, and he told them, you know, don't, you know, you don't worry about the, just deal with the virus and all that other stuff, and then, uh, and then they ended up uh, not being able to play. And what they do, get the virus? Is that were they the ones that had to opt out of the virus? Uh, uh, no, no. Uh, I guess a bunch of players revolted and opted out. That's what happened, because, right? Yeah, because of his attitude, he's like, "Well, we're going to play anyway," and you know, right. So yeah, they just yeah, players opted out, yeah. right? And then uh, Brian uh, Harvison uh, going from Boise State to Auburn. So there you go. Then Auburn yeah. has a, has a new coach. Yeah. And then the Music City Bowl uh, was canceled between Iowa and Missouri, and uh, and. Uh, I guess uh, Perry's trying to get a uh, an Iowa Arkansas matchup here because you yeah. know. But Missouri had uh, too many COVID cases, so that they had to opt out of that. Right. So uh, that's that's really all the notes on college well, football. I, I, oh I, no, I, we have a couple more cancellations. That, that's right. We had uh, what was the other one today? Ar- TCU uh, and Arkansas, the Texas Bowl in Houston. That's the Texas Bowl today. That's where we're going to get Arkansas and Iowa playing. That's why right, Arkansas yeah. is going to play Iowa. So um, going into these playoff uh, games, what do you guys think? Uh, come, you know, on Friday. Well. I think Alabama is just going to destroy Notre Dame, and I have a feeling Clemson-Ohio State might be a closer game. And remember, the Alabama-Notre Dame game, the Rose Bowl is at Jerry World. Right. So remember that this year. And that's, I assume, at 5 o'clock Eastern as any Rose Bowl. Uh, Uh, 4 4 Eastern, and then the Sugar Bowl with the Clemson-Ohio State is 8 Eastern. Oh, my God. And is nothing sacred? The Rose Bowl not at 5 o'clock, let alone not in California? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, hey, what can you do? It's 2020. That's all I can say. And uh, anything else in college football that we should talk about? Not really a whole lot. Just not really much on there. Just there. I mean, there's been a couple bowl games. They've been pretty decent, but I mean, not really. Oh, the Arizona bowl got a new just... coach. I just remembered. Yeah, Jed Fish, and I, I. You guys didn't mention it, but I heard it. He was the quarterback coach for the Patriots in Arizona. He's now been hired at Arizona. Did you guys hear that? Yep. So, oh, yeah. I hadn't heard Correct. that. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't heard yeah. that at all. Yeah. So they were talking about, you know, who would come as a quarterback coach, blah, blah. You know, there's not, I'm telling you, when, when the Patriots are bad, it's, 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 there's not much to talk about. It's not a good thing. Okay. So college do, Chris, hold on, hold on, Chris. Okay. We do have a caller. Uh, okay. The person in the 253 area code, would you hit star six, please, Washington. and unmute yourself? That would be Washington. Okay. We're in Washington. Hello there. It's Gina Allen. Hey, Hello, Gina. We Gina. haven't talked to you in a long there time. There you are. How you doing? Hello. Um, yeah, well, I have to say that on Tuesdays, 
is a lot better day for me. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad there's one of you. There's been about five people say, oh, we don't like it on Tuesday. But anyway, no. Well, and you haven't called Tuesday, since we were way low in double digits, I don't think, Gina. Yeah. We were like 10, show 10 or something the last time we heard from you. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Well, so, anyway, what's going on? Um, well, um, I think you just said it, but I kind of didn't, I kind of missed it. Uh-huh. Um, I understand that the Rose Bowl is being played in Texas. And it is, correct. Yeah. Now it's at 1 o'clock my time. That's uh, correct. But what I miss is who's playing. Uh, Alabama, Alabama Notre and Dame. Notre Dame. What, what? Alabama and Notre Dame. Alabama and Notre Dame, okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, also, that is the one semifinal and the Sugar Bowl, Clemson-Ohio State, is it the other semifinal Sugar Bowl. So, yeah. What do you, what yeah. do you think about your Seahawks this year? I love my Seahawks. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've been playing pretty good. I mean, they're they're having a good year. I were my, I don't know if you heard, maybe not, because we had the Sunday uh, show. But uh, I picked them for the, I picked them in Tennessee for the Super Bowl, and they're still both in the playoff hunt. So we'll see. Yeah, well. Okay. All right. Great. All Thanks, right. Gina. Well, good to hear you. Well, good, yeah, good, good to hear from you, uh, Gina. Come back. Yep. <laughs> Stay oh, with us. Okay. All right. I will. All right. Cool. Okay, for Chicago, uh, yeah, Chicago State is not playing basketball. Apparently, there's been some issues in the past, Perry, where they've been thrown out of conferences for academic problems and so <laughs> forth. <laughs> yes, they have. They were they were thrown out of at least two or three different conferences. Uh, no, it's not Perry, but I think I, that was you. that's okay. Probably, <laughs> that's all right. But no, but they've been thrown out of a couple conferences, and they're in they're in the whack right now with where you got like Seattle and Texas Rio Grande Valley and huh. a couple new schools, Cal Baptist. Is just I hope they have a good travel one. budget. That's what they need with that kind of. And schedule. Utah Valley State and Grand Canyon. It goes like from. I mean, Missouri, Kansas City finally got into one of the other leagues, uh, the one with uh, Western, with okay. the North Dakota State, and all those. But so they said they're going to concentrate they, on health and academics. Is why health and academics. Yeah, but they, they, but had they were they had of, played. You know, here's the thing that was weird about that: they played Drake on the Sunday before they did the, before they canceled. They were supposed to play Iowa State then on Tuesday and. They just all of a sudden canceled the game, and then very quickly after that, canceled the season. So, <laughs> okay, no. whatever. And, and they had they apparently had enough players to play Drake, so I don't know what the issues are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of academic issues there, and there's been a, like I said, this has been going on for a few years. Them different different things that have that have yeah. happened, and, and Arizona, uh, I guess just, uh, the investigation continues there. Is now you mentioned the FBI? Is this that long running? This FBI is the same probe? one. Yes, it yeah, is the same one. Did it start before the Russian probe? I mean, it seems to me that it did. I don't know. Maybe not. Well, apparently it started started in 2017, and it has led now to them being investigated by the NCAA, and they just finally decided, well, they'll impose a ban on themselves, kind of like what LSU did, you know, with the bowl game, but the NCAA is going to do what they're going to do. So just because you do it, that doesn't mean they're on board. Yes. With it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is the thing that's supposed to have to do with Rick Pitino and all kinds of people. Right. And we've been hearing right. about this for three uh, that is all four years. All, a check person, uh, yeah. Yeah. coach at LSU. There was Arizona, Creighton, uh, Creighton. Louisville. Yeah. It, yep. it was a whole. It, it was a whole deal with uh, money men and agents and Adidas. Why is it not, is there any, uh, maybe everybody has forgotten, they don't even talk about it on the shows, but why is it not over? It's been almost four years. Well, Well, I'm guessing information keeps coming up on Arizona would be my guess. Well, not just them. I mean, Patino and everybody else, you know, in person. Well, obviously, obviously, Patino must have been cleared by the NCAA. Otherwise, 
Yeah, he he's wouldn't have been hired. Yeah, he's coaching. He wouldn't have been hired if he wasn't clear. Yeah, yeah. So and some other schools, I think they've already settled, and the FBI's worked on that stuff. But they're they're doing informants, informant stuff, and so that's why stuff comes with Arizona still and more. Okay. You know, it, it's a it's a mess, and it's going to still. This isn't the Arizona that Lute Olson once coached. <laughs> no. Yes. So the Duke women ended their season because of the virus. They've decided not to play, uh, and they hadn't played since the sixteenth of. Uh, of uh, December anyway. Uh, Syracuse and Buffalo had to pause because uh, Buffalo had had the virus after they played Syracuse. So they think Syracuse is going to try to play um, on January 6th, I think it was. Villanova is pausing because Jay Wright, uh, the coach of Villanova, has the virus. Correct. Well, Buffalo, no, Buffalo, Syracuse and Buffalo, yeah, because Buffalo, it was after the game. And, and yes. according to what came out of the Syracuse, that game got ugly. Yes. Uh, Jim Beheim said if he has anything to do with it, Buffalo will never play Syracuse again while he's the coach. Well, that's right. Well, don't worry. Buffalo never got a home game with Syracuse because that he's notorious for not leaving his building if he can possibly help it yeah. before oh, the yeah. conference season. That's the way Jim uh, is. So uh, that's it for college basketball, as far as I know. Anything that you guys have? No, I think that's no, it. Just conference okay. play getting going here, uh, going pretty strong. Uh, yeah, uh, it's gonna. It's really gonna start picking up this weekend you know it's kind of slowly as people took the christmas break and you've had a few games here and there well oh, there is a, there is one more thing the ncaa today announced they have um gotten the uh rights apparently they are now going to say mask madness in march you can get mask madness uh masks and apparently the ncaa is going to to, to do that. so Well, as yeah, they so say, never miss down. an opportunity to make a buck, NCAA. Good, good and, job. And, and, and Chris, they would never take it. They would never give up that opportunity. <laughs> no, well, they wouldn't. Okay. So the NBA, um, now we had a little uh, virus trivia. With, you know, who was the first game, uh, who was in the first game that was postponed on the NBA uh, last season on uh, the famous night of March 11, 2020? Well, that was Oklahoma City hosting Utah. So who was in the first game that got postponed this year and the only one so far, thank goodness? It was Oklahoma. Oklahoma City. City and Houston. Yeah. And uh, so Houston had a little get-together, went to a, a, a some kind of a barbershop and got haircuts and didn't wear their masks and stuff. So we ended up with – how many people end up on the Rockets uh, with uh, in quarantine? About three or four, right? Uh, well, four of them got quarantined for contact tracing, and then Kenyon Martin Jr. actually had it. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me see. Eric Led- – I think it was – let me see. Eric Let's uh, Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon, John Wall, Mason Jones. And, and DeMarcus Cousins, I believe. Of DeMarcus. Boogie cousins. cousins have to be in the middle of that. Yeah. And, yeah. Leave and him out. James Harden, who was kind of already, you know, he had the thing with the strip up. He was he was going to be suspended at the top, but it was only a $50,000 fine. He was playing Saturday, and he was kind of, you know, there's still the whole thing, him wanting to be traded and the whole controversy and a lot of, I mean, players from the former Rockets basically just outing him and, his trade value keeps going down and down and down and down. So, but, well, there was a rumor. There was one rumor about Philadelphia, right? That uh, Doc Rivers might be willing to take a chance on him, but I don't know. You know, I, I, uh, I, 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 I would. That was but earlier. He, that was. But he came earlier. out. He came out. Scored what? Forty something points on uh, Saturday. Forty-four points on Saturday and had seventeen assists. Right. And then uh, yeah. to follow that up, last night he had thirty-four and eight. So you know, there you go. Yeah. So, and then we should talk about one uh, significant game. Dallas beat the Clippers. Uh, one 124 to 73, and at halftime, Dallas led the Clippers 77 to 27. So it was the biggest margin ever at halftime in an NBA game. Right. So that was yes. that was pretty crazy. And I and think I saw on ESPN that that was the biggest loss ever for the Clippers. That is correct. Yes. It is. Yes. 
And uh, Steph Curry is now third in three-pointers with 2,500 three-pointers. Yep. He uh, is behind Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. So, yeah. you know, I don't know how far behind. So I, I don't know because I wasn't able to find out the exact numbers, but he, he did hit number 2,500 on Sunday. Reggie's got a pretty significant lead on him and Ray Allen for when they're still. So he, he's got a while, but he's young. He's still young enough. He could catch. Well, and he, uh, he, said, he said after the game on Sunday, he said, by the time I'm done, I will be number one. So Okay. Yeah. So is any other NBA notes we need to cover? Uh, no. Not that I can think of. Um, okay. Although Spencer Dinwiddie, I guess, is lost for the rest of the season yes. because he tore his ACL. Yes. So that's going to hurt Brooklyn. And uh, we need to talk about this load management business. Brooklyn played a game on Sunday. Everybody played. Of course, that was the game that didn't when he got hurt. And then they played uh, last night against Memphis, and uh, Durant and Irving both sat out. I thought, well, okay, Dur- Durant, the, it, you remember, he was injured for, I guess they're managing him, but Kyrie Irving sat out for load management. Yeah. Now, I thought the NBA came out at the beginning of the season and said, we're going to enforce uh, more penalties for people to uh, avoid load management? They're saying this on, pri- on these big prime TV national games. I think this is when they're really... Yeah. I think the other thing, too, Robert, they uh, came out the beginning another of last NBA, that. Another NBA thing just coming up, Chris. Uh, John uh, Morant is going to miss yep. three to five weeks with a sprained ankle. Yeah, he got he, hurt last night against Who does Brooklyn. he play for? He plays uh, for Memphis. Memphis. Memphis, yeah. okay. He was yeah. the rookie of the year last year, uh, yeah. I heard. But, um, I think the thing, too, Robert... I think this year, like anything else, like expanded rosters, like anything with the virus, I think everything's a little bit off because you, you know, you're going to be able to say, well, I thought I might have the virus. I mean, how are you going to prove anything? You yeah. know, when somebody says they can't play, so uh, the things that they put in in 1920 may not, you know, apply yeah. this year. I, well, I don't know. Steve, it was a Steve Nash decision. Yeah, it's just this whole load management thing. I hate that. Is being I get it NBA. with Durant. I get it a little more with Durant because they're what you know they're bringing him because of the injury. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but okay. and it's so not I, as big of an issue as it would be because in most cases there are no fans. Right. Right. Yeah. That, right. That's true. Yep. So um, I guess we move on to baseball, and uh, we'll get. Uh, why don't you just get it out of the way, uh, Perry, with the whole Cubs? Well, go ahead. Go ahead with the Blake Snell one first because that happened first. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll do. Well, we'll start at the beginning. Then we'll do Tommy Canely from from the Yankees to the Dodgers, but he had Tommy John surgery last August. So when he's going to actually play, we don't know. Uh, he'll and be Matt, lost for the, He'll be lost for this season. Okay then. And Mac Andrees signed with the Red Sox, and he's a, a bullpen arm. So we'll see if he makes the team. He, they've got one more this year, and a, a you know twenty one and a club option for twenty two. And uh, let's see, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh <clears throat> traded Josh Bell to Washington for Will Crow and a minor leaguer. So that also happened. And Texas signed uh, Kohei. Uh, Ari, Arihara. Arihara. Arihara, and he two years, six point two four million. He's from Korea. Thanks and to Blake Jeremy Snell. Huber of Sirius XM for pronouncing that because I'd have botched it. Yeah, yeah. Ari, actually, the Asian names aren't hard. They they basically the vowels are set up the way you'd expect them to be. So that's pretty easy. And then the big uh, news, of course, was Blake Snell going from Tampa Bay to San Diego for four prospects, or as John would say, four suspects. Yeah, and San Diego rumored to be going for uh, Hugh Darvish from the Cubs, and they did. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and and the, the ones that the Cubs are getting, I, I don't have official names on them, but I was listening this morning, and Jesse Rogers of ESPN was on with uh, John Morosi and C.J. Nikowski, and it sounds like all four of them 
Uh, Zach Davies, of course, the, the, the fifth player in that deal. He's a pitcher. He's a major league pitcher. But the four prospects that they got, the Cubs, they're like 17, 18 years old. And he said, I talked to eight people within the game of baseball, you know, around the game. And he said, each of, of these eight people, uh, each of these players, two of them um, had votes. You know, all, all four of them had two votes. So he said, unfortunately, that's just not good when – you don't say, wow, this guy is going to be a can't miss and, th- you know, this and this. And sadly for the Cubs, this is not over. So, I mean, Cub fans, it's not over because you're. I'm hearing uh, stories today. They want to trade Wilson Contreras. Uh, we know they want to trade Chris Bryant. Um, then I'm also hearing they may want to re-sign John Lester. Why would you want to re-sign John Lester if you're trading everybody? And uh, Victor Caratini also went to the Padres. He did. He did, he did bec- and he went there because he's Darvish's personal catcher. And I get yeah. that to a point. But what, if the goal is to cut finances, why did it make any sense to trade Victor Caratini? Victor Caratini is not making that much money. Wilson Contreras is, but Caratini is not making that much money. And Basically, my question to Pierre when we were going back and forth earlier, and Pierre's in, so I'm sure he'll want to talk about this, but <laughs> who in the, if they trade Contreras, who in the world is going to catch? They don't I really, they don't the, really uh, have anybody. I was listening to the score last night, and Cub fans were uh, totally irate, and I forget who the host was, but he even said, I don't know who the catcher would be because you know they say Contreras is going to be next, and and who knows how many other people they're going to get rid of. Well, I mean, if you're going to do the, I mean, this sounds to me, I get it when you want to reset. This to me sounds like a rebuild. The Cubs just did a rebuild, and to me that, that you know, and, and Jesse Rogers also said that right now in Chicago, Jed Hoyer is the most unpopular person there. So uh, taking over for Theo, this is probably not the way to do it because he's, you know, and I I mean, I get it. I get it. I know he's been told you have to get below the tax. You have to cut money. But I I don't think the Cubs should be rebuilding. You're a major market team. That shouldn't be happening. And, and, you know, you wonder, too, if it has to do with the idea that may not see fans until the second half of the season or June or something. You know, if they knew that their ticket, if they had something tangible and they said, well, if we get rid of these players, season tickets will fall. I think they think that it's almost going to be like opening a new stadium. So when they get back, whenever it is, May, June, July, when they get back, they're going to sell out. And, you know, so they've got a year. This is my theory. And I just came up with this and I'm not, nobody told me anything. I'm just thinking they got a year to do this stuff because people are going to go anyway to be in the friendly confines and they'll have missed it so much and all this other stuff. So I think if it was a normal off season and you saw your your people sending back their season ticket applications and, you know, uh, resigning from the season ticket role, that'd be a different uh, process. What I, what I'm hearing though, Chris, from, from fans and and things that I've heard on, on talk radio and such. And I mean, we know that, you know, when they come back, this may all change, but fans are saying they're not going because they're not paying to see a double a triple a team well that's what they're saying now that's what they're saying now and it's winter and you know i know i get that and we'll we'll see but they're in a division that's winnable even with what they're doing because this division is all messed up well i think i think probably and i know i know bill you're a fan of the reds i think you would agree the cardinals are probably going to win this division by default i think so would you agree with that bill sorry yes he does. Yes, yeah, he does. The, Card- the Cardinals are, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're the only team. They're, they're not 
gaining anything, but they're not cutting. They're Everybody not cutting else is like dismantling. Crazy, like basically. the Reds, the Cubs, the Brewers yeah. are just the Pirates are loud anyway. They don't yeah, the Pirates, the Pirates are it doesn't matter what they do. They yeah, they're they're so. totally out of um, their But on, on the other side of this, looking at this from the Padres' point of view, hell, yeah. what a pitching staff they got! Darvish, yeah. they got Snell, uh, and, 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 and they control and they control these guys for three more years. Yeah, they're and, trying to they're trying to catch the Dodgers as well. And, and, and then they also uh, got Mike Clevenger, although I don't know what his availability. Uh, he will. Be. He's done, he will not pitch this season. Okay, but uh, the, the, at least San Diego is trying to spend some money, unlike uh, you know Tampa Bay and the Cubs. And uh, I mean, because none of the big free agents have signed anything yet either. So. Yeah. And, and I'm also hearing, to... I'm also hearing, and I don't know what what you've heard, Robert or Bill, what you guys have read, but I'm also hearing that the Padres have not ruled out Trevor Bauer, and the Dodgers might be interested in Trevor Bauer. Uh, yeah, the, no, the Padres have said that they're also interested in Bauer, and uh, and of course we know the Mets are interested in Bauer, and the Dodgers have indicated because it might come down to a bidding war as far as he's concerned. Yep. So. so okay, any more on baseball? No, I think that's it. I think that's it. We have a couple of virus uh, notes to give you, just people that sort of would have fallen through the crack. Greg Norman, the golfer, has uh, he he uh, he and his son uh, got the virus at a father-son tournament, and uh, he he was you know he's an older you know a little older. He's born in '55, so he's got to watch it. And I think he's in the the hospital. The son's wife also has it as well. So it's the son, uh, the uh, his daughter, you know, Greg's Greg's got it. His son and his daughter-in-law all have it. And Tim Brando uh, for the uh, for Fox Sports also has it, and he uh, is also a bit of you know born in '56, so he's what uh, 64. Uh, 64 so. He says he is asymptomatic, and he hopes to be back to work by January 5th. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. good. And I I used to like his show. I used to hear it during the day on uh, sport. Was it sports? Whatever it was Sporting called at that time. Sporting News Network or whatever. Sporting News Radio. Sporting News Radio. Yeah. Sporting Sporting Radio. Radio. It was a good show. I, I always thought it, it was. A good it was a very good show. Yeah. Okay. And so, it was strange. Uh, what I liked about that show, Chris. It was straightforward. You didn't get the, you know, the, the smack, you know, that comes along. It yep. was always a straightforward show, and it was very good. It was very nice to the callers and everything. Uh, Robert, you said you had something to uh, add for hockey, right? Yeah, yes, a uh, couple of medical notes. Uh, first of all, Jonathan Taves for the uh, Blackhawks is going to be out because of medical reasons. I'm not exactly sure what's going on there, but he said he won't be in training camp and is going to miss the first part of the season. And hopefully next week we'll have all the divisions and know where everybody is because the season begins on the 13th of January. Yeah, we we know the Canadian division and we know the uh, division the the northeast division the Bruins. Yeah. Ran, we ran um, but as far as the big note for hockey, uh, Hendrik Lundqvist. We said last week that he was going to uh, miss the entire season because of heart issues. Well, apparently they're quite serious. He's going to be undergoing um, open heart surgery, and they're also going to be replacing one of his heart valves. So, wow. Um, okay. uh, it looks like his career might be over. Yeah. And he, yeah. if that's the case, he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. so I think unless we have any phone calls, as far as I know, we're ready we, for the uh, poll question. We are ready for the poll question. Okay. All right, poll question. And if you want to call in, like I said, download the Zoom app or dial 646-876-9923. Then do 
723-4600. Hit the phone, hit the pound key twice. Come on in. We're going to talk about your predictions, what you think might happen in 2021. What, what do you think? So let's go ahead and start with you, Chris. Okay. I think it'll be a better year in 2021. It's got to be. I think uh, we can all agree on that. It can't be much worse, can it? can't be much worse. I hope it's less confusing. I hope we actually uh, have schedules by the middle of the year that we can rely on and know what's going on. College basketball obviously is a big mess right now with that, and football was. Um, the NBA and NHL are off to, you know, uh, well, we'll see. The NHL hasn't really started. The NBA is off to a reasonable start, and they've just had lost the one game so far. So hopefully that'll be good. Um, I guess my predictions are the fans will come back about the middle of the year gradually. Now, the one thing that's not going to happen is you're not going to see the fans. They're not going to say uh, on June 1st, open up Wrigley Field with 40,000 fans. As, you know, you see maybe 4,000, then 8,000, then 12,000. That kind of thing is each state gets uh, – quote unquote herd immunity once we have enough vaccines and once we get the vaccines out there and people uh, start to be safer and, and, and chris when teams get their protocols in places of what they you know their protocols that they're using too it'll be i, I wouldn't be surprised if the, the people that run those stadiums don't have if they tell us 10 percent tomorrow this is what we can do or 20 percent. i think i bet you that they do it's going to be harder for hockey and basketball because it's it indoors but you baseball is probably going to we're still going to start to see fans somewhere in the middle of the year as far as uh, the predictions i mean hey um, you, you really can't tell because the divisions in hockey are all thrown around. Uh, you don't really know. Obviously, the teams that were, were good last year are going to be good. You're going to see the Dodgers and Lakers. Uh, those championships are probably theirs to lose, I think. Yep. Y- Yankees, will, Yankees will contend uh, with the Dodgers. I would, I would pick right now, and of course, these aren't our official baseball predictions, and we don't even know when the season is going to start. But um, I would pick the Yankees and Dodgers in that World Series. Um, hockey is just a crapshoot because the divisions will be totally different. That whole the Northeast division is very strong. So three good teams are probably going to be left out, or a couple of good teams are going to be left out of the playoffs. And, um, you know, and baseball and football, well, we've still got the – I still have my Seattle-Tennessee pick still alive, so I'll stick with it. Uh, but if you had to look at the best teams, you'd be a rematch of uh, Super Bowl One, which would be Green Bay and Kansas City again. So – that's yeah, and uh, I know a lot of us picked Kansas City and New Orleans. Yeah, I think the, I think another thing though, Chris, I had heard an interview on the uh, Sean Hannity radio show with uh, Randy Levine. This was this was back during the dark days, if you will. You know, when the, everything was shut down and everything. He said the Yankees, had they been allowed to, were going to you know could have had not a full stadium, but maybe twenty twenty five percent. Yep, and they were it would you know you'd be required to you know you would have a temperature check. You would. You know, he have said if you, didn't ha- if you didn't yep. have a mask, he said they would sell you a Yankee mask to wear. That's right. So, but right. he said he said they were ready for it. You know, should they have been allowed? Yes, yes. Well, that's it. It's, in, it's been in the Northeast and in California. Uh, you know, that'll be the last place you'll probably start to see. But I think if you see now, you said that the numbers are starting to go down in the Midwest. But we're still so far away from baseball, we don't know what's going to happen by May or that's June. Right. And they're going to really be ready to start. But, you know, the Mid- Midwest could start to think about it. And they did know, I, you know, Cincinnati and the Browns and the Bengals had fans. Some other people did, too. So besides the South. So, okay. So who's next? Uh, Perry? Perry? Well, I'll go and uh, Jamal. I, I see your hand. We'll get to you after after we go through and yep. uh, all that. But I think sadly the uh, unmantling, the dismantling of the Cubs will continue. I think you'll see a lot of trades there. Um, the, the Cubs will look really bad. I think when fans come back, though, I think the fans will show up just because, to be honest, because they can. Yeah. I mean, we have AAA baseball here. I know when the AAA comes back, I certainly, <clears throat> if I can, I will certainly go to a game. I, we, you know, wouldn't bother me to do it. Um, I think, like you said, Chris, hockey is going to be a crapshoot. Um, the NBA, I mean, 
there, there's there's a lot of good teams, but man, there's some bad teams too. I mean, I thought Golden yeah. State would be better this year than they are, but they, they well, they've uh, all been yeah. on the road. They haven't even been home yet. So. Uh, yeah. No, and they they haven't even had their home opener yet, and we and we still have people out due to injuries. So well, and and of course Thompson done for the year, but I think I think college basketball that's going to be a, tur- a tournament in March like never before. I mean, you're hearing they're going to possibly play it all in Indianapolis. I don't know how all that's going to work, but. You know what? Well, they got several arenas they got ultimately used. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, as long as they can do it, I mean, I think. But you know, we're we're getting used to not having the crowds. But it'll be so much fun when we do have the crowds. You know what? I heard, last night uh, Northern Iowa played Missouri State, and it was not a full crowd. But they were they allowed oh I think it was seven eight hundred fans in there. And I, I texted a friend and I said, man, doesn't it just sound great to hear does. some fans in there? We had Dallas boy, the other day and, in and Dallas. Boy, and boy, were they into that game last night. The other day in Dallas, I mean, it wasn't really loud like you'd normally have with a Dallas Eagles game that was important for the Cowboys. But there was a reaction. You know, there really, yeah. you know, when things would happen, an incompletion as opposed to a completion, this, this uh, you know, white crowd noise is getting old. It is. Robert? Well, um, um, I'm going to predict uh, for the first time in a long time in 2021, I predict we will have an undisputed heavyweight champion, which is something we have not had in boxing in quite some time because I don't know when the fight will occur, but uh, eventually before 2021 is over with, you will see Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua in the ring for the undisputed heavyweight title, provided boxing politics does not get in the way. Um, we have not had an undisputed heavyweight champion in every every since Mike Tyson Lennox Lewis fought. So, and that was back in 2002. So, if boxing politics doesn't interfere, I, that's one thing I'd like to see for 2021. Uh, as far as the rest of it, um, my A's are going to lose ten free agents because the ownership has said they're not going to re-sign anybody. So the A's might have a minor league uh, uh, looking team uh, along with the Cubs and a few other teams. It, it's just I wish we could get this owner out of our out of our hair. He's he's, uh, he's got uh, you know he's a billionaire. He's not willing to spend any money. It, it's just absolutely it's disgusting. Um, and uh, uh, the Raiders, uh, they need to turn their defense around or they're not going to win anything. And, and like I said earlier, you can't blame everything on John Gruden. Uh, you know, uh, you've got to have a top-notch coaching staff. And the problem with Gruden is he's gone around the league and hired all of his friends. And, yeah, they might be friends of yours, but sometimes friends working together, as I as I can see in Las Vegas, the results don't work too well. So, And I think the Warriors will eventually be fine. Um, we still got Draymond Green out and a couple other players out, and we've lost, uh, we lost uh, 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 somebody else, and I can't remember his name, for the year because he broke his leg and other things the other night. So... Um, but I think the Warriors will eventually be fine. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I think it'll be a lot better than what it what it looks to be so far. So uh, I, I guess Sean is next. Yep, or Bill. Yeah, I, or Bill. Uh, Bill. We always okay. <laughs> keep forgetting Bill. Well, let's see. What am I going to predict? I think the March Madness will be in Indianapolis. I think that's one prediction we can predict for next year. It usually works out here. We did a pretty good job on the Super Bowl and those types of crowds and things, and we usually do a pretty good job at that. I think baseball will come back with the crowds, but I think it's going to be later than sooner. I'm I'm not seeing that moving as fast as what 
we would like. I do foresee minor league baseball coming back after some type of fashion this year. Um, my Reds are going to sell off and sell and get rid of everybody they can, like the Cubs. So it's it's going to be a long baseball season. And the Brewers, Bill, sound like they're doing the same thing. Yeah, they're all doing it. So it it doesn't matter. I, I was just thinking when Robert was saying get rid of the owner in Oakland, people are saying get rid of the owner in Cincinnati. Um, yeah. Because they always do this. They, um, You know, at least the NFL doesn't do that usually as much. No. Uh, not as much. You got your... Well, that's because like way back when, then that's you could thank Wellington Mara because he agreed that when they were setting up the uh, TV deal, the national TV, and, and they said we're going to have all games nationally televised around the country, and we're not going to have the local contract anymore, and we'll share the same money as the Packers. You know, Packers have the smallest uh, market. We'll we'll share the same. We'll just split it up, and that's why there's a floor for every team, and the NFL is totally. That's why the NFL works the way it is that you can have a Super Bowl between you know. Uh, two small market teams or whatever, so, you know, New Orleans and Indianapolis that time and right. whatever. You can do that, and that's hard, hard, much harder in baseball. Yeah, so that that's where I give – I don't look for the DH to be back this year. I look for it to come back in 2022 if they play baseball, but who knows? Uh, baseball yeah. is so inconsistent. They wonder why they get their – Low ratings. I'm sorry about my phone there. There's okay. some kind of people in the background. And just remember, take all these predictions with a grain of salt because right. if we had sat here last year and made predictions, they would have been the silliest sounding predictions. I know they have. It would have been pretty silly. Uh, I wouldn't so, take uh, them to yeah. the stock market. I wouldn't take them to the stock market. No. If I was you. Yeah. Uh, we've already proved right. that on elections. Go ahead, Sean. We got some. Uh, yeah, Sean, go ahead. All right. I'm going to predict a few things. First of all, I think. In places where they're allowed to have fans, I think you're going to start seeing around April them increasing the amount of fans. And then places that aren't, you're going to start allowing them to have fans in the NBA and in baseball. I think minor league baseball is really going to come back with a boom because those those fans there, they're loyal to their minor league teams. They missed it last year. And they're hungry for something to get out and do. People are in a lot of these small towns. And they can and get out and do it as far as that. Uh, I also predict Notre Dame will officially join the ACC. I think they're going to like this, and I think they kind of like this. Hey, they were shot, and the ACC TV deal is actually better than what they're making with NBC. So I think somehow they're just going to say, ah, we're going to go ahead and join the ACC for football finally. Also, I think Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger will both retire at the end of this season. I think they're both. Gonna, I think Roethlisberger is more hurt than he. And a lot of people realize, I think, same thing with Drew Brees. Also, Greg Popovich, he is going to retire, and we will see the first in women, uh, first female coach in any of the major pro sports. I can see Becky Hammond stepping right in because Popovich, he's going to take over the Olympic team now with uh, Krzyzewski stepping aside. So I can, I can see that. And I think the Olympics will go off without a hitch by July, everything will be fine. And by the time we get to the fall with pro and college football, we'll have a lot of things back to normal, rivalries back to normal, uh, 
And hopefully by this time next year, we will not be telling COVID stories. <laughs> that would be nice. I think and we would all agree on that one. So Tom Brady yeah, we will throw away our mask. We will all throw away our masks together symbolically. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so Tom Brady will be the old man on the mountain by the time, uh, you know, if those guys retire. Oh, yeah. He'll be, uh, he'll be by well, far him and Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron, no, he's older than Aaron Rodgers. He's about, yeah, older. Yeah, he's about older seven years older than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we got any callers? We do, we do. Jamal, Jamal. Yep, go ahead, Jamal. Go ahead and unmute. Yep. Good evening, Jimmy. How are you? All right. All right. We're okay. Okay. Couple of predictions. I think the White Sox are going to be better this year than they did last year. In spite of the antics of uh, Tony Lewisa, I think that the team is going to settle down. The White Sox, assuming they stay healthy, will be a serious contender in the American League Central. As for the Cubs, I predict that that Perry's right is going to be a continued fire sale. But I want to point out about that that some fans will come out just about for anything on that at least in the first place. And when fans are allowed back in the stadium, they will flock to really feel like flies at a picnic. Yeah, make no mistake about that. I think all of I think when when tickets are available, your ten percent, your twenty percent, your thirty percent, your forty percent, they will all sell. Everybody will sell what they've got this year. Uh, you know, and even when they get to a, a full stadium, because there'll still be people that couldn't go and wanted to go last year and they couldn't. Go. You've got a built up demand. So this year, if you're going to rebuild and if you can get it done fast, this is the year to do it. As far as the fans yeah. are concerned and the, the drawing of the. And fans. also, I got, I got another prediction. I think that next season. On the NFL side, I think that a good job that Kravitsky uh, is, is back with the Bears, and it's not with the Bears, and I think Chris's buddy, Mr. Belichick, might pick him up. Yeah, could be. And, and if he does go away from the Bears, he'll be very successful, and then all the meathead Bears have to be quiet in their beer mm-hmm. about losing Kravitsky. Because, as we, as we all know, there's a lot of Bears fans are upset at Kravitsky because he was picked over uh, the quarterback. Yeah. Mahomes and Watson, yeah. And Watson, but the problem with that draft was nobody saw Mahomes coming in the first place. So he played at Texas Tech with that regular football power. And the New Orleans Saints were going to draft Mahomes, but the Chiefs cut in front of him to begin with. So uh, what is your prediction for Sunday as far as the Bears? Do you think they can beat the Packers? And if they, do, if they win, they're in. Well, I'm going to say this. I think that for what it's worth, they're playing at Soldier Field and true there are no fans there. Understand that, but I get a strength in the Bears are going to avenge their loss, win the game, and make the playoffs. I also predict that the Rams are going to pull an upset against uh, the Cardinals with the Rams would be six and the Bears would be seven if that happens. Yeah. The Rams are a game ahead of the yeah. Bears. So, that, so the Bears get to go to Seattle or somewhere. Well, maybe Seattle, Green Bay, maybe back to Green Bay. Because if they beat Green Bay, Green Bay's not going to get that number one seed necessarily. That's right. So, so yeah, they'd, they'd go right back to Green Bay. Yeah. And also, Jamal, and Jamal, Jamal are you getting any of this fantastic weather like us? Uh, very, I just had to put you some slow to get home. There so, you yeah. go. I guess so. And the bus off was about 30 minutes away. And and one last question, Jamal. The uh, Alabama, how much are they going to beat Notre Dame by? <laughs> uh, well, hopefully by a lot. But, but one more Bears prediction. I predict okay. the Bears make the playoff. If they make the playoff, I can see them going at least around. Maybe see because they would have won or they would have had momentum. Well, we'll see. You know, uh, uh, Parcells, you say just get in the tournament. That's the important yeah. thing. That's right. Get in. Okay. Uh, Jerry, if you want to unmute. 
right, Jerry. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. First of all, if anybody cares, Oklahoma State's beating Miami in the cheese it poll, 21 to 10 at the end of the half. That makes me want to have another cheese it. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Okay. As far as prediction, hmm. I'm going to go with um, Alabama. No, I'd like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to go with, I could win either way in this college football national championship. I'm going to go with uh, Alabama to beat Clemson. Okay. A national championship. Uh, I think the Super Bowl will match up uh, Kansas City and the Saints. Okay. And uh, Kansas City will win its uh, second Super Bowl. There's three I was wrong on right there. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what I'll else. bet. I'll bet Pierre hopes you're wrong on that one, Jerry. Yeah, does too. I'm gonna go for the. I'm not gonna call hockey. It's too. No. Uh, we'll just see see how things go. On. Baseball. I think it'll be the Dodgers and the Yankees in the World Series with the uh, uh, Dodgers winning again. In yeah. uh, uh, the NBA, I'm gonna go with the Lakers. Chris, uh, I think there might be hopefully. They might be playing your Celtics. So. Well, they got to get uh, they're supposed to, but they got to get Kemba Walker back. Right I, now. I think they're, they're, I think they the Lakers. Will, I think the Lakers will wind up playing Brooklyn. Oh, I don't okay. know. Or Brooklyn, Milwaukee. you know, you got the Kyrie factor, and anytime Kyrie's anywhere, or Milwaukee. That's yeah, true. You, uh, yeah, yeah. Brooklyn, you got the Kyrie factor, and uh, they yeah. looked wonderful Christmas Day. But that was Christmas, and everybody can get yeah. along on Christmas. We'll see what happens as time <laughs> yeah. goes, goes by. That's true. And uh, I think the Pirates are going to have another. Uh, I'm not holding out much hope. Uh, one of the big firings, the Eagles are going to fire Doug Peterson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that should happen uh, Monday. Yeah. Black Monday. Maybe they'll find a quarterback. <laughs> well, I think it'll well, be Jalen. I Jail think they may have a quarterback. I think it'll be Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. yeah but they got to figure out what they're going to do with Carson Wentz because that's a big millstone around there. I, I don't know what they're going to do because uh, they're in salary cap prison if they uh, trade him. or yep. you know, It's a mess. Yep. Uh, Gina, if you want to unmute, we would be able to hear you. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey. I have two predictions. Okay. All right. Um, well, actually, I have three. Okay. Uh, first of all, as far as the Alabama-Notre Dame game, nothing would please me more than to have a bowl of cream of, cream of Alabama soup for supper Thursday uh, night, okay. Friday night. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh -huh. The second prediction I have is that when the NASCAR um, season uh, yep. Chase Elliott going to be the champion for the second time. Okay. That would that would uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, there's going to be a lot of changes with drivers going to different places, and uh, there's a lot of them that have retired. So NASCAR is going to be up up for grabs this year. And my third prediction, and I think this might be a little bit far out because right now I can't remember if the Seattle Kraken hockey team is playing in 2000. No, not this no. year. It'll okay. be next well, year. Well, they start in the 21-22 season, so well, it'll be in next fall. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah. so, so, they, they will start sometime in 2021. Yeah. And, okay, yeah. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that I predict what's going to happen with them is they're going to win four games. Oh, they'll win more than that. <laughs> yeah, they'll win more than that. I'm they'll sorry, but um, Seattle and Ford, I don't know what it is, but new team play in Seattle. And their first year, they win hardly any games. Well, it's, it, it, that's just so how expansion nice. works. Well, the Seahawks were better than Tampa Bay the first year they got in the league uh, together. So I do know that because Tampa yeah. Bay didn't win any games. That's Seahawks, correct. Seattle beat Tampa Bay probably twice, as a matter of fact. Yep. So I think that's how they worked it. I think they played each other twice. Okay. All right. All right. 
Oops. Okay, thank you, oh, Gina. Okay. Good to have you back. Definitely. Good okay. to have you back, Gina. Uh, Chris, yeah. uh, that we don't have any more hands, so... All right, we'll, we'll get started on our desk. We've got six of them here. We have Frankie, the surgeon, Randall. He died at 59 uh, years. He's light welterweight champion. He was the champion, the uh, first guy to beat uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. And he uh, WBC uh, light welterweight, and he won. Uh, he was the light welterweight champion of their uh, division from 129.94 to 507.94. WA WBA 917.94 until 11.13.96. So good long run on that. <clears throat> and then WBA again 816.97. Uh, 816 96 to 111 was it uh, yeah, 1197 yeah that's yeah. right yeah. Uh, and, and he beat uh, Julio Cesar Chavez in the first fight Ember had at MGM Grand 129 94 and, uh, yeah, then, but, and, that, and Chavez had come in to that fight 89 and 0 so Randall was the first, 89 0 and 1 and Randall was the first uh, boxer to ever beat him in the ring so yeah and uh, but then Chavez came back and won the other two decisions that they had that's correct and there uh, and, and um, the uh, record for uh, Frankie the surgeon here Randall was uh, 58 18 and 1 so yeah. good record for him I didn't realize knockout. I didn't realize that he had fought for as long as he had because uh, I remember him when he started and I remember all of his championship runs but when he was no longer in championship fights, he wasn't on TV. So I didn't realize that he fought until 2005. So uh huh. And then uh, he died of uh, Parkinson's disease and uh, dementia, and uh, so that was uh, what happened to him. Yeah. We have Ron Wigby. He's 75 years old, uh, two-sport athlete of Tennessee, both basketball and uh, base and uh, football. He uh, played for the ABA New Orleans Buccaneers in '67, then the, the Dallas Cowboys as a punter '68 through '71. Green Bay, 72 and 73. He was an all-SEC player in basketball and the SEC player of the year in 67 for Tennessee. He was in the Pro Bowl in 71. He won Super Bowl six, and he uh, played in 81 games in the NFL. Uh, and two for two in passing, and one of those games, was, one of those passes was a touchdown. And he gave his number 12 to Roger Staubach when Roger came out of the Navy and uh, wanted to have that number back. Uh, he, he made the Tennessee Hall of Fame in 2016 uh, and uh, also the University of Tennessee Hall of Fame. And he, uh, and he was a club pro in Texas uh, and, uh, for quite a number of years in golf after his uh, playing days. And he uh, was in poor health for many years, so don't really know what the specific cause of death was. Then we have uh, one of the two big ones, uh, the biggest part is Phil Necro, but here's K.C. Jones, 88 years old. He died of Alzheimer's. He played at the University of San Francisco from 52 through 56. He and Bill Russell won championships there in 55, 56. And then for the Celtics from 58 through 67, I think he was in the Army for two years. Didn't say that on David's uh, thing, but I think that was the case. And then uh, he had 5,011 points, 2,399 rebounds, and 2,908 assists. He had 12 titles, uh, eight player, and two as an assistant coach, and two as a head coach. So he won the uh, titles of the Celtics from 59 through 66 as a uh, player. And then he won the uh, assistant uh, titles as an assistant in 72 with the Lakers. He was assisting Bill Sharman, his old teammate. And in 81 with uh, the Celtics assisting Bill Fitch. And then he won as a head coach in 84 and 86 uh, with the Celtics. Uh, so let's see. He, he was a gold medal winner in basketball in 56 in Melbourne. Eight players in the NBA have won NCAA title gold medals, and NBA championships. K.C. Jones, Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, uh, Michael Jordan, Jerry Lucas, uh, Clyde, uh, Clyde LaBellette, 
Quinn Buckner and Anthony Davis. And uh, so Russell won 11. Uh, so that in championships, Russell won 11 as a player. Sam won 10. Sam Jones won 10 as a player. And uh, Casey won 8. So he's the third all-time in that. Casey was the head coach of Brandeis in 67 through 70. Uh, Brandeis here in Waltham was Division three school. Then assistant uh, at Harvard, 70 and 71. Assistant in, uh, so for the Lakers that year, I talked about 71, 72, when the Lakers won their first Los Angeles uh, title. Then the head in San Diego Conquistadors, 72 and 73 in the ABA. Then he was the head of the uh, Capitol Bullets and Washington Bullets, 73 through 76. Yes, he was, the, he was the coach when the Warriors beat the Bullets in the That's finals. Right. Yeah. That's that's right. That's right. And then he was the uh, assistant in Milwaukee, 76 and 77. Celtics assistant from 78 through 83. Head of the Celtics from 83 through 88. Assistant Seattle in 89 and 90. I think Bill Russell was there then. And then yep. the head coach for the Sonic, 90 through 92. Assistant with Detroit, 94 and 95. And then he came back with the Celtics as an assistant, 96 and 97. Then he uh, coached a women's basketball team, the New England Blizzard. And uh, his uh, NBA record was 552 and 306. And he, uh, he's Basketball Hall of Fame in 89 and the College Hall of Fame in 2006. And I can add, because I heard him do it, he was a good singer. So, uh, you know, and that's one of his men. He had a nice sense of humor, too. He's kind of a funny guy. So uh, yeah. very easygoing. The reason they changed coaches there, Bill Fitch had won that title in 81. But 82, they lost in the Eastern Finals. 83, they got swept in the second round by Milwaukee. And you now had a veteran team. And they were tired of listening to Bill Fitch rant. And so uh, they wanted somebody in that was more easygoing and read and Casey was already there. So they brought him in and uh, that's just what that team needed to get. And they brought in DJ as well, Dennis Johnson, but yep. they got those other two titles. Okay. Lloyd Phillips, 75 years old. Uh, let's see. He was, uh, he was uh, from Arkansas he, uh, in 65 and 66. And he won the championship with uh, an undefeated 64 team. So he played in Arkansas 64 through 66. The Outland Trophy, he was a defensive lineman. Outland Trophy in 66. The 10th pick by the Bears in 67. He played for the Bears 67 through 69. Uh, 32... Uh, had, uh, let's see, he had two interceptions and one uh, fumble recovery. He had to retire because of a leg injury. Then he had a 37-year career in high school administration in Arkansas and then uh, worked with horses for, uh, you know, uh, this, I think with disabled kids. I think that's what they were saying here. And uh, he died of uh, complications from stroke. He was in the College Hall of Fame, um, made that in 1992. Then our big uh, person we want to talk about tonight, and Bill has some audio of him, of about him, and we'll listen to that first, if Bill has that ready, is about Phil Necro, a longtime pitcher for the Braves and other teams. So if you have that ready to go. I go do ahead, have Bill. it ready to go right this second. Hi, everyone. Welcome inside Studio 3. I'm Brian Kenny. Sad news to report today. Longtime Braves pitcher Phil Necro has passed away. With his knuckleball dancing over parts of 24 seasons, Necro racked up 318 wins, retiring at the age of 48. Inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1997, only three pitchers in baseball history threw more innings than Phil Necro. Matt Viscursion now looks back at the career of Phil Necro and his truly unique baseball life. I'll tell you, you know, I've been asked that question lots of times. You know, why does knuckleball do what it does and what makes it do? And I have no idea. It is a type of pitch that comes out of the finger. 
fingers without any spin to it. The good knuckleball is the ball that just kind of comes in like this all the way to the batter and just does a few things on the way in. I really started throwing the knuckleball when I was in grade school. It's thrown off the fingertips. My father, he was a sandlot pitcher, that threw a knuckleball. He threw me a knuckleball, and I, I missed it, or I, he laughed at it or something, and I said, what was that? And he showed me and said, so that's a knuckleball, here's how you hold it. I place it back in here very comfortably. I wrap these two fingers, my thumb around the ball, and these two fingers actually just come up and dig when I throw it. The pitcher doesn't know where it's going, nor does the catcher know where it's going. Bruce Benedict is having a lot of trouble with Necro's knuckleball right now. So if you can't catch it, you must realize it must be tough to hit. It's unhittable. You swing and you could miss that ball by five or six inches. And I've seen guys do that. He threw me a corkscrew knuckleball one day that went like this that I still wake up in the middle of the night seeing. I went oh for the next two years against him. There was times when I needed a tennis racket to hit him. A batter would swing and look at me and laugh. <laughs> I'd turn my back and just kind of put my glove over my face. He was phenomenal. For a career defined by deception, it's most fitting that Phil Necro was born on April Fool's Day, 1939. He enjoyed early success at Ohio's Bridgeport High School. Made the varsity team as a freshman throwing knuckleballs. That was it. I lost one game in high school. Bill Mazeroski, the home run off of me in high school. Beginning his major league career as an average reliever with the Braves in 1964, Negro's improvement coincided with some sage advice from his witty 1967 battery mate. The guy that really turned my career around as far as a catcher was Bob Uecker. Uke said, if you throw more knuckleballs than you have been, you're going to win the big leagues. Because I was getting taken out of games with runners on third base and stealing and pass balls. So don't worry about that. I'll catch it. If I don't, uh, that's my problem. That year that he caught me, I led the league in earner on average. He led the league in pass balls at the same time. 1967 began a run of 14 consecutive years in which Necro would have double-digit victories, including three 20 or more win seasons. The best pitcher I ever hit off was Tom Seaver. The toughest pitcher for me ever in 19 years to hit off was Phil Necro. Necro was the best pitcher I ever saw. It might be coming up 70 miles an hour, but it's dancing around there, and it's really is probably the toughest pitch to hit consistently tough to hit, a fact brought home by Necro's career strikeout total of 3,342, seventh best all-time upon his retirement. No surprise for a knuckleball pitcher that strikeout number 3,000 was a passed ball. Phil was an accomplished fielder, earning five gold gloves while pitching for four organizations over 24 seasons. Knuckleball, great play by Necro. That's how you get to be 48 and still pitching the big leagues. Nuxie holds the all-time record for most wins as a 40-year-old with 121, while his 245 career-complete games also speak to his amazing durability. My objective when I got the ball was to pitch nine innings. And I always told the managers, don't ever come out and ask me if I'm tired, because I'm lying my unit off to you. <laughs> He and younger brother Joe, who also threw the knuckleball, own the record for most wins by a pair of brothers, 539. Late in 1985, they were lucky enough to share an unforgettable family moment. I'm going to pitch tomorrow. I'm going to show people that I can pitch without a knuckleball. I said, you're kidding me. All right, there's Phil Necro gunning for number 300. Jeff Torborg told me he was a bullpen catcher with the Yankees. He says, you know, you've got good enough stuff. 
to win a game in the big leagues without the knuckleball. Of course, I never took him serious because I won 299 with the knuckleball. And Leach takes a strike. And he was throwing his ethos pitches and this, and he had them on. And they're all waiting for the knuckleball to come, and they never did. Bouncer back to Negro. That's one. I continued to do that until Jeff Burroughs came up. I was pitching a shutout, and all of a sudden it hit me. My father taught that knuckleball to me in the backyard in Ohio. I can't think of a better way to win my 300th game than by striking Burroughs out if I can't win a knuckleball. Twelve years later, an equally emotional Phil Necro was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame with 80% of the vote. I have never met a player or an owner who can honestly stand up and say, I own this game. It belongs to me. This is America. America's baseball. This game is owned, and it belongs to you, the fan. Cherish it and take care of it. Thank you. I had a lot of great days of sunshine in the big leagues. Won 318 games. I pitched a no-hitter. I was in five all-star games. I mean, life doesn't get too much better than that. Okay. So right. we'll run, run down this stuff here about Phil Necro, Nuxi. Uh He was 81. He died of prostate cancer. He... Uh, Started with the Milwaukee Braves, and then of course they went to Atlanta from '64 through '83. Twenty-year pitcher for the Braves. I think he pitched. He might have pitched because of the war. He might have pitched more uh, seasons than with them than Warren Bond did. Amazing. Then he yep. went to the Yankees in '84 and '85, and you heard Phil Rizzuto on the call of the 300th game on Yankee television in, back in '85. Mm-hmm. Cleveland in '86 and '87. And then three games with Toronto in August of 87. Then back in the Braves for one last game in 87 on May, uh, no, September 26th. Trying to pad the house on a Friday night. And then he gave up five runs in three innings. In the last three innings, they made everybody stay so they'd buy beer and stuff. 260 hits in his career. So pretty good hitter. Seven home runs and 109 RBIs. And then uh, 318 and 274 on his record. You can see the Braves, you know, good pitcher, but the Braves uh, struggled. They didn't have a very good team most of those years. 3.35 ERA, 3,342 strikeouts, 245 uh, uh, complete games, and 45 uh, shutouts, and 29, I, I'm sorry, two, yeah, uh, uh, 29 saves, I think, also. Allowed yep. 482 home runs. Now, what they say about the knuckleball is if it's low, let it go. If it's high, let it fly. I've heard that saying, and I think that's the deal. I, Tim Wakefield gave up a lot of home runs here, too. So, you know, they'd have amazing games, and then sometimes they just wouldn't have it, and uh, that was it. Uh, five all-star games and five gold gloves and two uh, wins leading uh, seasons in 74 and 79 in the National League. The ERA champion for MLB in 67 and the NL uh, strikeout leader in 77. Uh, and a no uh, no hitter eight oh five seventy three and I remember that was against the Padres. I heard that game. I was in Florida, able to listen to Braves Braves game. Uh, thirty five. His number thirty five has been retired by the Braves, and he's uh, in the Braves Hall of Fame and the MLB Hall of Fame in ninety seven is your year. And Joe, his brother, died in uh, ten twenty seven oh six from a brain a brain aneurysm. And of course, as uh, they said, the most wins by brothers, uh, well over five hundred wins. So Joe had a good career too for a lot of teams. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And uh, a little more on him, Chris. Uh, I heard interviews with Tom Candiotti, R.A. Dickey, and and Tim Wakefield, and apparently he was 
very helpful to all three of those guys. Yes. But he would only be helpful if they ask. He would never approach. They needed to ask. Correct. I heard that a lot about Tim Wakefield when he was here. That he'd, They'd say, well, you know, he was struggling the last few weeks, but he's talked to Phil Necro, and uh, we see tonight that he's doing a lot better. That kind of thing is on the Red Sox broadcast a lot, so I knew about that. And, and, Ari, Di- guy, and Ari Dickey gives him credit, you know, partially for his Cy Young that he won with that. Uh-huh. Okay. And the last uh, guy we have is Cy McLaren, 89 years old. Uh, he played for the Steelers. He was an a end, uh, uh, you know, a split end, they used to call him, 55 through 60. He had 85 receptions for 1,253 yards and three touchdowns, and then uh, four fumble recoveries. He went out with a knee injury. And then he went, uh, started to, uh, went back to Bethune Cookman, his uh, home college, and he was the head of uh, football from 61 through 72, and again in 94 through 96. Basketball head from 61 through 93 at Bethune Cookman. Then he was the athletic director there from 61 through 72. Assistant uh, athletic director again from 97 through 2007. Uh, associated athletic director from 97 through 2017. And in basketball, he had 396 and 436. And in football, 71, 60, and 3. So, you know, for combined coaching, that's, that's still a lot of wins and a lot of losses. But, hey, how about that? He made the Florida Hall of State Sports Hall of Fame, not Florida State University, but State of Florida Hall of Fame in 88. And Bethune-Cookman uh, uh, Hall of Fame, the inaugural uh, of it in um, 2000. And uh, so a uh, long-time Bethune-Cookman uh, man and uh, had a short NFL career. So there you go. And that's it for me on that. All right. Well, well Sean I want to thank Rapper. everybody for listening. And uh, I want to thank everybody. Of course, we'll see you, I guess, next week, next month, and next year. Right. And <laughs> as things get better. So, first of all, I want to and remind happy you new, all. And Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah, Happy, yeah, happy New, new Year to everybody. Yeah, definitely Happy New Year. I want to remind you all, you can down, download, tell your friends to download the podcast by going to legendoldies.com or typing in Sports Lounge Live, all three words on your podcatcher, have it delivered. Tell your smart device to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. And, hey, tomorrow, tune in for the Coffee Club. It will be here at this normal time tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. That's so, right. And all things and there's, a lot of other, there's, and there's a lot of other things, too, on that uh, 773-572-3006. So if you haven't ever visited that, visit that if you want to listen to things. There's a lot of stuff there. Yeah, you're on the legend on radio, New Year's Eve. I know there's a bunch of New Year's Eve programming uh, from on monitor. All Things Radio, some historic yeah. New Year's Eve programming, I think, right? Monitor, monitor. Um, monitor from maybe 19... 19- monitor. I, I'm thinking it's 61 going into 62. That was a Sunday into a Monday, and I think that's probably what he's got, because I've heard some of that. So that should be good. Yep. All right. And, uh, well, see you next week. Well, all right. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy Enjoy. Happy New Year, everybody. Right. Stay, stay safe. <laughs>